Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Gary Leland, who's had a long and successful career as a business owner, salesman, and marketer. Some of his accolades include an award for having one of the 100 fastest growing businesses in Dallas, Texas, and a website that Time Magazine identified as one of the 50 coolest on the planet. In addition to brick-and-mortar businesses, Gary's had multiple online businesses since 1996 and was one of the first 100 podcasters on the planet. Today, he advises companies. He's the EVP for Biz Talk Radio. He hosts the Bitcoin Boomer Show and organizes the BitBlock Boom Bitcoin Conference in Austin. Now, before we get to our interview with Gary, we do have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And this week is actually the meetups that Gary himself organizes. We promoted this a few weeks ago, but it seemed fitting to promote it once again today. With the BitBlock Boom meetups, you have three opportunities to get together with other Bitcoiners. Once a month in Dallas, once a month in Fort Worth, and every Monday morning in Arlington. These are great opportunities to meet and talk with like-minded people from the world of Bitcoin. And you can find out more details about time and location on Twitter at BitBlockBoom. The meetups are sponsored by the BitBlockBoom Bitcoin Conference in Austin, Texas. You can find more info on the conference at BitBlockBoom.com. And if you want to find a Bitcoin meetup near you and you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I encourage you to download the Oshi app and you'll be able to find the closest Bitcoin meetup to you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Gary right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Gary, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to it. We're going to have a good time today. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Sure, sure. Lay them on me. Let's see how I do. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Uh, I first learned about it. I was going to see um, a friend of mine who did a podcast back in a video podcast. They were really new at the time in Dallas and they had opened their own studio and uh, they had extra suites in the back room. This was in 2000. This, I know Bitcoin was around 100. And um, I saw a friend of mine back there while I was waiting for them to finish uh, setting up uh, the set to, for the show. 
because I wanted to watch their show and see what they did because I was thinking of moving in that direction with my podcast. And he was asking, he asked me, he had people coming in and buying Bitcoin. They'd come in, give him some money, and he'd give him a thumb drive. And they'd leave. They were real happy. I said, what the hell is going on here, dude? And he goes, well, this is Bitcoin. They're coming in and buying Bitcoin. You know what Bitcoin is? I said, I've never heard of it. And he goes, well, it's like online stocks. And I said, oh, I'm not even interested in that. I had done terrible enough at online stocks, you know, so I didn't even want to mess with that. And I said, well, never mind. And to this day, I give him a hard time because he cost me millions of dollars, mm. you know, by telling me online stocks. Then the next time, uh, the time that I actually got orange-pilled, I was at a conference speaking in Dallas, the Big D conference. And around 1 o'clock after my session, I was walking down the hall, and a friend of mine, Tony, who uh, was also at the conference, was speaking to four or five of my friends about Bitcoin. And uh, this was in mid-2017. And I came in halfway through the conversation, and when the conversation was over, they all left. But he said something that uh, really interested me. He said it was uh, the only missing protocol on the internet was a protocol for money and that's what bitcoin was and since i started my first e-commerce site in 96 you know when people told me i was an idiot to try to sell stuff on the internet um i was really interested in that a protocol that was brand new and so i said you know i missed about half of what you said can we sit on the couch and talk about it? or can we talk he said yeah let's sit on the couch and this is like at 1 12 o'clock 5.30 came, they were closing down the conference, and we were still sitting on the couch talking about it. So that night I um, listened to a podcast on the way home since I was in the podcast. When I got home, I called him up and said, hey, are you going to be there tomorrow? I'd like to talk to you some more about Bitcoin. He said, sure. I met him at 9. We sat on the couch talking to 12. He took me to his house to show me his mining rigs and stuff. And uh, when I got home that night, I bought uh, Bitcoin. And that was mm -hmm. uh, Tony orange-pilled me because it was explained in the proper manner. Yep. You know, yeah. But like I said, the difference between 17, early 17 price and our mid 17 price and when it was 100 was drastic. So that's why every time I see my friend, I go, you cost me millions of dollars. If you just said anything besides online stocks, I probably would have listened to more. And it's not like online stocks. I know, but I thought since you were old that you'd understand that easier. I'm going, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty for sure, and you know I I'm just thinking back. This this dates me a little bit as far as my youth, but back in two thousand nine, I could have just opened up my new MacBook computer and mined enough Bitcoin to last me multiple lifetimes. And yet here I am, twenty twenty one is when I first bought in. So there's always that that point where you could have bought in, you didn't. You could have done something, you didn't. But um, here we are, and we're, we're better because of those mistakes in some ways. The second question is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? I wish everybody understood that you can own, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. I know a lot of people do, but let's face it, about 3% of the planet even knows what Bitcoin is, probably. Maybe it's mm -hmm. eight. It's not much. So, you know, every time I talk to someone about Bitcoin uh, that's not into Bitcoin, um, like if I'm at a party and someone comes up, like, hey, you're into that Bitcoin, which they ask a lot more when it's in a bull market. Um, I go, yeah. And they go, yeah, I'd like to get some of that, but I just, I can't afford $50,000 for a Bitcoin. So uh, people, you know, now compared to five years ago, most everybody's heard of Bitcoin now, you know, and understand it's a digital currency, but not everybody understands you can buy a dollar's worth of Bitcoin. You know, I think that would be the thing I wish more people knew is that they could buy a dollar's worth of Bitcoin. And I think, you know, we're talking stacking sats all the time, but in all in all honesty, 
if you're not into Bitcoin, you have no idea what that is. So that's not that's not um, bringing anyone new into Bitcoin. If they were say buying bits or something, and I don't have a problem with the name Sats, but there was something like buying bits or something like that, maybe more people could put a connection. And go, oh, they're talking about buying Bitcoin with bits. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what Bitcoin is, and you see, you know, you know, someone posts Matt Odell posts. Stack those sats. You're going to go, what in the hell is he saying? You know what I mean? Yep. And you're going to just pass by it. And you're not going to go, oh, I really need to investigate it and see what that is. So question number three is this. What's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? YouTube. I mean, mm. I, I use that more than anything else. I watch it all day, you know, and just subscribe to Bitcoin shows. And when I don't see anything new, I search Bitcoin. Uh, I think it's a great resource. Maybe not the kind of resource you were looking for, but I think it's a great resource. No, I think I think it's excellent. And first of all, they can watch your show, the Bitcoin Boomer Show. But what are some other accounts that you would you would recommend? Because let's say, like you've just recommended, or just mentioned that you do type in Bitcoin. Well, there's going to be a million things pop up, it, even a million things posted in the last hour. A lot of them are talking about all sorts of other cryptocurrencies, and I don't even like to use that term. But a lot of people are posting things that aren't great for people who want to learn about Bitcoin. Do you have any particular um, channels that you recommend? Um, you know, you got Tales from the Crypt. That's always a good channel. As you said, mine, I think, is a pretty good channel, Bitcoin Boomer Show. But basically, I avoid anything that pretty much has the word crypto in it. You know, if it's got the word crypto in it, uh, 80% of what the show is going to be about, I'm not interested. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are a few um, that had the name crypto established when kind of, I guess you could say the breakup came between crypto and Bitcoin, you know, and it Bitcoin community decided that they needed to establish they weren't like crypto. So they are, are a few good ones, but uh, you know, anything that you can see that has Michael Saylor in it, you know, is definitely worth watching. So um, yeah, like I said, I just said avoid crypto shows, stick with Bitcoin shows. Sorry, off the top of my head, I can't think of a lot of them, but anything with Michael Saylor ends a winner. You can't go wrong. Sure. And I feel like after a certain point, you get a bit of a discerning eye to know, you know, you just type in Bitcoin and you can see pretty quickly. These are good ones to watch. These are ones that aren't going to benefit my knowledge base much much at all. So I guess part of it's just kind of getting used to seeing what's out there. Yeah, I think that's more of it. And then your the algorithm actually is really good on YouTube as to what it gives you. The thing is, it gives you mm-hmm. crazy stuff that I'm not interested in watching, but I am interested in it. You're like, oh, wow. How is it I would be interested in? Why did Mount Vesuvius blow up? Yeah, you know, which has nothing to do sure. with Bitcoin, but <laughs> I don't know how it figures this stuff up. It, it pulls in a lot of stuff I am interested in. But uh, like I said, I'll look at stuff, you know, um, I just skip right through this stuff. After a while, you watch something, you start seeing them talking about Ethereum or why Bitcoin's going to fail or something. You go, I don't want to see that one anymore because that's just uh, some sp- a scammer of some kind. So the the next two questions are kind of outside of the realm of Bitcoin a little bit, but are still beneficial for the people listening to the show. The first of these last two questions, question number four is beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, an idea or a tool that's been helpful to you or your business recently? Well, I um, accept Bitcoin payments, you know, with the conference and well, and everything I do, I accept Bitcoin payments. I would prefer to get Bitcoin than than cash um, or not cash, but then USD because uh, I got enough I, I really don't need the usd to live on a day-to-day basis so i'd rather have it just come straight in bitcoin so i like uh, a company called ibex i switched over to ibex mm-hmm. last year at bitblock boom my conference and i love their whole their whole system um 
they, they pay out every morning. It's great. You can choose whether you want to accept Bitcoin and have it converted to cash or just Bitcoin. Um, you know, I like their wallet even on my phone. Someone wanted to buy a book the other day from me, a copy of my book, and I just put $20 on there. When they scan the QR code, it opens up their wallet to give $20. You know, so it's not like, because I've had people pay me before, and I looked at their phone, and I go, dude, it was $20, not $10. Not on the phone, but, you know, they didn't pay the whole amount. You know, they just were hoping, I guess, because they think I'm an old for it, they can just show me, see, it's done, and quickly and walk away, you know, like on uh, other items that are more expensive. So that's why I like that. I can put in the amount they're paying me. When they scan the QR code, it's, you know, going to be there for that amount. So I like Ibex. I recommend them highly. Great. And then our final question is, as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? It's better to ask why not, I think. Yeah, so I, got, I think I thought about that one. That's the only question I thought about that I saw that you had. And I thought, you know, I'm one of those people, I believe in asking for forgiveness instead of permission, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would guess why not instead of why would go more with the asking for forgiveness instead of permission. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Sure, sure. Well, Gary, we're here today to talk about the BitBlockBoom Bitcoin conference. There are a couple other things I'd like to get from you today as well. Um, well, first of all, I will say it's kind of nice, the BitBlockBoom conference with your background. It's a conference that's put on by someone, organized by someone who understands uh, business and things like that. So for the business owners listening to this podcast, it may connect a little bit better with them. I know there are some conferences that are much more technically focused, which is also great, but may not um, be as beneficial for uh, this particular audience. So I I definitely want to pick your brain on that and get your insight as far as planning events and what people can expect at BitBlockBoom. But a couple other things that I really want to hear from you about today are, first of all, the Bitcoin Boomer Show, hearing a little bit about your perspective uh, as someone who is talking um, as a boomer. Maybe are there certain ways that younger folks like the millennials can be speaking to boomers or is it really just uh is there not that much difference and then finally it would be really interesting to hear from you about uh, if if bitcoin were around 
in when you were getting started in business, would that be something that you would look to? Or are the problems today such that Bitcoin is the tool for this moment in time? So I know that's a lot that I covered right there. Let's start with the BitBlock Boom conference. And if you could just share with us a little bit about that sure. and what people can expect when they show up. Sure. Because this is the sixth year for our conference. The last first four years were in Addison, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. And we moved to Austin last year. And then 2021, we had maybe 270 people, and we grew to like 700 people last year uh, by moving to Austin. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for 1,000 people this year. So we're still trying to grow. We've got a bigger venue. And it's was last year was a day of workshops, uh, a Saturday conference day. This day, we have Thursday workshops, half-day workshops, and then Friday, Saturday conference day. So we've expanded it a day, basically. But I'm not a real techie guy, even though I've been involved in tech all the time. You know, I can work my way through code if I got to do something, you know, but I'm not going to sit here and write some something, some amazing app or something. You know, I've always had people, you know, work for me that did all that. And I just mm -hmm. would look at the finished product from the user's end and say, this is great or this sucks. You know, we got to change this and this and this and this. So I've always thought I'm good, kind of good at being the average Joe, at looking at things from an average Joe's test point. So since I'm not a real techie guy, this isn't a super techie conference. For instance, our workshops on Thursday are about lightning. So we have two workshops. Both rooms could could hold to 500 people. I would think we're not going to have anywhere close to that. But they're pretty sized rooms, and one's for beginners in lightning, and one's for advanced to lightning. So if you're kind of like mm. wondering what lightning is, you want to see if it's something you could use in your business, you could use somehow, get an understanding of that would be the workshop for you to be the beginners. If you're more advanced, of course, you can go into the advanced. Um, our conference really, I call it a networking conference because I'm the kind of guy personally that really never goes and watches a speaker. I mean, I've never made any money sitting in there watching the sessions. I really haven't come out of this. And man, I just made a million dollars watching this session, but I have put together tons of deals in the hallways or met tons of people mm. who are going, yeah, I can do this. I said, wow, I'm really looking for someone that could do that. I hadn't even thought about, you know, incorporating that. So it's a networking conference. The whole thing's made for networking. Um, so I think it's, I think that's something unusual and it's a Bitcoin conference and it's a strong Bitcoin conference. You can't even be a vendor and have any other coin on your sign behind you. I mean, or in your paperwork, it's Bitcoin only, and we're really strong about that. And we can't sell anybody. And it, like, I think last year we had someone that had on their, there's just their generic banner. They had maybe an Ethereum and some other coin, and we had to take a tape and cover it. We told them they had to cover it with tape. And so they <laughs> took some of our gaffers tape we used for taping down cords, and they had to put over those coins on their banner. So we're pretty strict on, on that. But if you want to, uh, dwell into the Bitcoin community or get into the Bitcoin community and learn what Bitcoin is, find out how it can help you. I think it's the, the I actually think it's the number one conference in the country. I'm not saying it's the biggest, you know, because everybody knows Miami is huge, but it's really sure. not as strong of a Bitcoin conference as ours as in Bitcoin only, you know. If you're like the Ethereum king and you have a little bit of Bitcoin, you're probably not going to come to my conference. You know, where you might go to that conference because there's so many people they have. It would have been a lot easier to do my conference if it was a crypto conference. Oh, my gosh. I've cut down my amount of people I can have there by, what, 60% probably. You know, I can't have any exchanges as sponsors because they're 99% you 
uh, crypto, 1% Bitcoin. So um, if you're looking for Bitcoin, you want to learn about Bitcoin, you want to be around Bitcoiners, this is the Bitcoin conference. Now, when you think of of companies that you've interacted with, maybe yeah, obviously there are tons in the ecosystem that are Bitcoin only, and it's a growing number, fortunately, and a lot of really quality companies with with great leadership. Are there some that that stand out to you, whether it's uh, sponsors of the conference or just some that you really enjoy working with? That you say like these are the ones that I really admire. The ones I really when I really like, and I, it's kind of. Um a promotion at the same time, but I really do like them, is my platinum sponsor, Unchained Capital. Oh, my God. I use Unchained Capital. I've used them for a long time. They've been my sponsor for four years. They are not uh, taking people's money and, you know, investing it and shorting things and screwing with other people's money. I love the idea of a multi-sig wallet for an individual as well as um, a company, you know, with a... The, one of the reasons I like this product so much, and maybe it's because I am a boomer, you know, I'm almost 70, but if I died tomorrow, you know, my wife has no idea how to do anything. You know, she really doesn't mm -hmm. even know where anything's at for the most part, you know, and neither do my kids if we both died. But if we did die, they do know that our stuff is with Unchained and they could go down to Unchained and they would know I'm dead probably because I know a lot of people there personally. But if I didn't know them, they could take a death certificate or something that prove I'm dead and they would help them recover my Bitcoin. So my Bitcoin wouldn't be lost forever and they'd be searching everywhere, hoping they could find uh, something. So that's what I like about Unchained and the multi-sig uh, system is they can help you help your heirs, your wife, your children, whatever, recover your Bitcoin because... You've seen articles like this. You'll see them all the time, but you've seen articles where someone dies and no one knows how to get the... There's a big scam a couple of years ago up in Canada where the wife said, I don't know where anything is. He's dead, you know? But he wasn't dead hmm. in that case. Um, I don't think he was dead, but uh, I, that's why I like Unchained Capital is they really can help protect your investment past your lifetime. So there's going to be a business owner listening to this who might be interested in the BitBlockBoom conference. If you were to recommend to them uh, how to get the most out of the conference, maybe talk about the Gary Leland experience, not not as like a special package, but like if you were to show up to that conference and make the most of it with business relationships and opportunities, what would you recommend them? Well, first to do? of all, I recommend they use the code Josh and get 10% off um, of a ticket. <laughs> okay. So first I would recommend they save 10% and I'd recommend they get their tickets quick because they go up to first of every month. You know, right now I think a ticket's like $500. But by conference time, they're $1,000, you know, because they go up every month. So first, mm -hmm. I'd recommend they get their ticket quickly. And I would recommend they get the full package. I know that sounds like I'm selling stuff, but really, the networking events are what it's about. I mean, you know, and all the events are networking events. Um, but I, I would recommend they at least go once and see what it is. The, like I said, I stream all the uh, talks on YouTube. And then I post them later so they can watch all that for free and stay home, you know, because I'm not like saying, oh, I'm not putting it behind a paywall and saying, oh, you got to pay me a hundred bucks to watch this stuff. Because while the sessions are great, informative information and helpful, it's the hallways that that make the money and the after the evening events that we put on the networking events. But that's why I said I'd recommend taking advantage of the pricing and getting doing all the networking events, because really, I mean, Truly, if you go to that conference 
and you go the full four days to all the events and you network the whole time. And I know some people are not really as outgoing as me that they're going to walk up to people and introduce themselves. But believe me, this is like a really friendly crowd, outgoing crowd that likes to share. If you go to this conference, there's no, and you're a business owner, there's no way you can't come out of there without an idea that's going to make you back your $500 and probably a lot more for your lifetime. So, um, you know, as Nike would say, just do it. And and I think about, you mentioned Ibex being there. I mean, this is a chance for you to interface with business owners that can also help uh, you and your own business, right? So like Ibex could be a great team to partner with. You might find uh, Michael Atwood of Oshi, which by the way, for those listening to this podcast, you've just interviewed Michael in the last few weeks on the Bitcoin Boomer show. So we we interviewed Michael early on and hope to have him on again soon, but would definitely recommend the listeners to this podcast, check out Gary's. And you know, it's, it's just really neat whenever you get around these founders. You can ask them questions about particulars of your business, maybe even give them some ideas of how they can improve their app, improve their services. So it's, it's a really neat time because, uh, you know, this it's a stereotypical statement, a cliche, but we're still so early. And people can probably say that for the next decade, but there's some amazing resources being built right now. If you're a retailer and you're using Toast or Square, I mean, you definitely should get set up with Oshi. I mean, it's like a no-brainer to get set up with Oshi. So go to Oshi.team slash Gary. And uh, and they actually, Michael will actually contact you and like not sell you on it, but say, hey, here's what you got to do. He'll send you an email personally saying, what are you looking to do? Here's where you download it. it. And it goes right into your system. I mean, there's nothing to it. And all of a sudden, you've got gift cards people can buy online that you don't even know, you know, and come to your site. So... Anyone who's got Toast or Square needs to, that's another no-brainer, needs to like look at Oshi and just move with it. It's not going to cost you anything and it's not hard to do and it's not going to hurt you, you know? So if something can't only make you business and it can't lose you any, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I don't think think Bitcoiners are going to be running in like no tomorrow when you get in and going, oh my gosh, I got all these Bitcoins. I can't believe I'm making millions. But it does open you up to a new community. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel bad every time I use Groupon because I know that the the company that, you know, I'm getting the Groupon for, they're losing a lot of money by me using Groupon. With Oshi, they really don't. You know, you hand over a few percentage uh, points to the customer, they get that, uh, you know, the sats back. Um, I wish more companies were using Oshi as opposed to Groupon or something like that because I'm there for it. Yeah, I think Mike has a great idea and a great product. So I'm a big backer on that. Absolutely. So uh, a few other things I wanted to talk to you about the Bitcoin Boomer Show. Can you talk a little bit about that? And if you think there are particular ways to be communicating about Bitcoin to boomers, maybe that's true, maybe not. But I'd like to hear your perspective as a self-proclaimed boomer. Um, You know, I've been podcasting since 2004. I mean, I always say the first hundred, but I might have been one of the first 10 for all I damn know. I mean, there was nobody. uh, I created one of the first podcast directories. And I, I still remember when I went home and told my wife, I said, oh, my God, we got 100 podcasts on that directory now. We were really excited because of the big mm. gr- spurt of growth. So um, for me to do the boom- Bitcoin Boomer show was almost a no-brainer. As you say, I am the self-proclaimed boomer. Um, I started calling myself the boomer, Bitcoin Boomer, because people were giving boomers a hard time. I'm going, hell, I hadn't done anything wrong. So I'm going to like uh, embrace the boomers. I said, it's pretty obvious when people see me that I'm a boomer. So I mean, I might as well just embrace it. And so doing the Bitcoin Boomer show made sense to me, a podcaster, Bitcoin Boomer. And uh, I got involved with Biz uh, TV. They brought me in to help with their podcasting. 
So I said, hey, I want to do a show here because they have a TV studio there, too. I said, part of the deal, I want to do a show. And so we've been doing this show for quite a while now, um, for several years now. But I, I, it's not really just for boomers. So I, I want to get that uh, out. I know the title is the Bitcoin Boomer Show, sure. but that's only because I'm the boomer. You know, it's not like I'm always interviewing boomers or it's for boomers. It's for anyone who wants to find out more about Bitcoin. Michael's definitely not a boomer, Michael Wadoshi. But that was a pretty informative show, uh, I thought. Um, now, this week, I do have a boomer on there. So um, sometimes it is a boomer, but it's not for boomers. But if you want to, like, just learn about Bitcoin from someone who's not pushing it on you, who's not trying to sell you any Bitcoin, you know, I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not trying to like, get you to use any products necessarily. I don't mind some. I have some referral links. So I don't mind, but I'm not pushing them. Then it's maybe a show for you because it's like in a laid back atmosphere. We just talk about Bitcoin like this. And it's with people who are um, experts in the field. And then I chop them up into smaller bites, you know, later. And uh, publish those out. So so many people have such short attention spans now that uh, I chop up each question into a show of its own later. But uh, that's on the Bitcoin Boomer show. Is I just enjoy talking Bitcoin. You know, I don't think I've ever refused to be on anyone's show about Bitcoin because I enjoy talking Bitcoin. So uh, a few weeks ago, we promoted the BitBlock Boom meetups. Well, actually, that will have been promoted already on this show again today. I know you do the meetups and you're involved, obviously, in the conference. Um, do you find yourself talking to boomers a lot about Bitcoin? Is there um, do you have to communicate it about it differently or is it essentially the same as talking to anyone else like a millennial? No, uh, it Gen is X, a little whatever? different. I found um, I talked to a lot of boomers because that's my social group for the most part. Um, you know, if I go to a party, it's usually not some 30 year old kid inviting this old man and his wife to their party. It's, you know, someone else who's a friend of mine, who's a boomer. Um, I'm in, uh, Naples, Florida this weekend, speaking at Bitcoin day on a panel of boomers, you know, it's called wisdom from old people or something, you know? So, um, I, I do talk to a lot of boomers about it, but you know, something that I found out, uh, from, uh, just doing it and experience, I've, I've talked. I will talk to someone who will ask. I no longer go up trying to just orange pill people who don't ask. Um, and they'll ask me, what is this Bitcoin? And I don't understand it. And I'll talk to them for 10 minutes, give them a quick rundown that I feel was pretty thorough, you know, as to what it is. And I go, okay, okay. Well, do you have one on you? And so, you know, you've done a bad job <laughs> explaining when you talk for 10 <laughs> minutes about Bitcoin and they ask, can you show me one? Do you have one on you? So they're thinking it's like a coin because they mm -hmm. watch maybe uh, uh, Stuart Varney on Fox Business News in the morning or CNBC or whatever news they watch. It always shows that coin, that gold coin with the B on it. So they're, since they're watching all this old news, old people news, um, mm -hmm. they think there's an actual coin. And they, no matter what you tell them the whole time in their mind, they're thinking, oh, wow, that coin does all that. So I found if you're talking to boomers about Bitcoin, the first thing, and they don't know anything, the first thing you got to do is get the point across, it's not a physical coin. Get into that. Say it's, you know, and get that covered. Because if you're telling them all this stuff and they're thinking it's a physical coin, well, the whole time, it makes no sense what you're telling them. You know, so they can't really wrap their head around it. They're going, that coin does all this stuff. How do they, can't they make more of these? I've seen them on the show. It's just a gold coin. Why can't they make more of those? It's just a coin. It looks like a looks like a silver dollar to me, you know, or a Cougaran or something. So I think that's my tip is like get that out of the way, get that established. This isn't real. 
you know, I mean, it's real, but it's not physical. Yeah. You know? So that would be my tip. That's what I do now. Mm-hmm. Anytime I talk to someone, I, yeah. I don't want to hear at the end of the conversation, do you have one with you? So this last question that I'd like to end with, uh, in addition to allowing you to kind of promote whatever you'd like to promote as far as where people can go, it's a little um, esoteric, so it may be a bad question to end on, and I might end up regretting it later. But um, do with it what you may. You know, a lot of people are, are considering keeping Bitcoin that they receive in their business as kind of uh, in their treasury on their balance sheet, especially because we're concerned about inflation becoming an increasing problem. I'm curious if uh, would you have been interested and I'll caveat it once again, saying this, there's a certain development in technology that's been necessary for us to get to Bitcoin. But is this a type of tool that earlier on in your business, earlier in your business career, you would have considered? Or do you really think that people are looking for something besides U.S. dollars now because of the situation we're in? I think I personally would have considered it because I'm kind of like I, I feel like my whole life I've tried to be on the cutting edge. I was telling someone today, I said, I can't believe I was so late in Bitcoin. I mean, you know, like I said, I I started my first e-commerce site when people told me I was an idiot for thinking people would buy. I was like one of the first hundred podcasters. I mean, I'm always known for like being on the cutting edge. And, you know, I really feel like I was late to Bitcoin. And I felt like it when I bought it that I was really late. But everybody feels like they're late when they buy Bitcoin. But I assume that when Bitcoin does hit a million dollars or whatever, I'll say, wow, I was on the cutting edge again. But I would have liked to have been more on the cutting edge. You know, so so I think I would have moved into Bitcoin mm-hmm. just as quickly. And like I said, still that one person screwed me up. Yeah. <laughs> but I would have definitely, I think, even uh, at an earlier stage, if it was out, and especially if it was a state it is now where it's been out for, what, 12 years, it's proven itself durable, never been, you know, um, uh, hurt, you know, hurt, or no one's ever been able to hack it. So at this point in time, Bitcoin's been long enough around to establish itself. So if it was established like this, I, I would see no reason yep. not to. But, you know, even if you don't, if you have a business and you are not that sure about Bitcoin and you're going, uh, like my wife used to say, you're going, that's just made up internet money. I mean, even if you're thinking that, well, who cares? What if it is? You don't have, you can buy, mm. uh, sell your products with Bitcoin and have it converted straight into U.S. dollars. So if you've got a guy sitting there at his house going, man, I sure would like to buy that $500 item you have in your store, but I'll, I just don't have that in fiat, but I got it in Bitcoin because I got into Bitcoin so early, especially at a high price item. You know, if someone got into Bitcoin at a nickel, they're happy to sell their Bitcoin at 16000 20000 So sure. why not let them spend it with you? And just if you're scared of it, have it immediately converted to US dollars and put it into your account. I mean, it's like a no-lose situation. I don't care if people pay me with, uh, rubles or whatever, um, or any kind of a yen or whatever, if I was having it converted straight into dollars. You know, if it said 100 US dollars or whatever that amount would be in another currency, and they paid me other currency and it just swung into dollars, I wouldn't care. So there's no difference between that and Bitcoin. And in case listeners are wondering how in the world this is possible, Ibex, right? That's the way to do this. They have a service where they can help you to convert it right into USD. Gary, thank you so much for your insight, for playing along with that uh, strange and and hard to answer question. But I appreciate the the insight you've given us today. Maybe share with us where you would like for people to go to find out more about BitBlockBoom and whatever else you want to promote right now. Yeah, just go to BitBlockBoom.com for the session and uh, you'll see all the links there. But I would recommend um, that people look at our book. We wrote a book... um, 
two years ago, me and seven other people that are all Bitcoiners called Bitcoin and the American Dream. So I would recommend people look at the book. Um, you can just go to BitcoinandTheAmericanDream.com to uh, buy that. Or if you want a signed copy, you can go to BitBlockBoom.com slash book or books. One of the two works. I don't know which one. But definitely get that book, even if you buy. It's a hour, two-hour read. You can read it on a flight. And you can, I have some people that call me wanting 10, 20 copies because they want to give it out to people, you know, and they just hand them out to people. So, because mm. it's a, a quick read that a, a boomer definitely would go, okay, I can read that at least ways. You know, even though I'm not going to read some real technical thing, I'll read this book. Sure. All right. Well, Gary, once again, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Gary, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if you want to connect with other Bitcoiners, consider going to BitBlockBoom in Austin. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today